You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome back to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. Thank you for joining us, folks. This is going to be a good one. We are going back to the second Doctor, Sierra, and we are talking all about Invasion. The second Doctor, Zoe and Jamie, are back, and it is going to be a wonderful tale to tell tonight. And this is technically through the network the second time we've reviewed this one because we reviewed it way back in 2010 on earth station one so over a decade ago folks so we've had a little time between so it's it was actually a lot of fun to watch and it'll be very interesting to see if our opinions have changed on this one or not so it should be cool and we got a great crew to talk all about it joining us this week is of course kirby bartlett sloan hello Welcome back. It's been a while, actually. Yeah, it has. So, how you been? Should I say, Paka? Paka. <laughs> Do I need to squint my eye like that, though? <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, a reason that happened, but we can get into that. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been great. Just That is awesome. And, you know, things have been going on on your podcast, too. Oh, yeah. So, yes. We're You've been plugging along? Yeah, we're continuing with our journey through everything. When the tenth doctor now. Hey! Wow! wow. Yeah, new. Who. <laughs> yeah. Wow! wow. <laughs> Welcome to this century. Welcome to High Dev TV. <laughs> you know, wow, that's pretty impressive. Tenth Doctor. How far into the tenth Doctor have you guys uh, made it? Let's see, what did we just do? Who did we just? Oh, oh, we just did. We did Shakespeare last week and uh, whatever's after. Wow, oh. have you figured out like ahead, like how long it's going to be till you're caught up? No. Okay, because it because seems we, like we don't uh, we don't record every week. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so so can't exactly do that. Now we gotcha. are getting into a period of recording every week, and we've decided we're not going to do in depth. Uh, coverage of the new season really oh really wow we're just gonna we're gonna discuss it a week later mm-hmm. but very short so we gotcha. can just move on through and then when we get to that point gotcha no that's really gonna... and it's only six weeks anyway so yeah, you know, yeah it's, it's a like, short season it's a very very short season 
trust us. I just did our schedule through February. <laughs> short, short season. So I totally understand that. So welcome back, sir. I'm very happy to have you back. I'm glad to be back. And as you've heard, folks, oh. we also have our regulars, including Kirby's black cat. <laughs> so what's your kitty's name? <laughs> this, uh, he's been going through several names. Uh, he's probably... Uh, what are we call him, calling him lately? Uh, Wotan, probably. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. And then as I was saying, you know, as we were, you know, dropped by with a very special guest star, you know, we also have Mr. Mike Gordon's here. Howdy. And the lovely and talented Mary Ogle. Hey, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. It is great to have you guys here. And, you know, it was awesome doing the Facebook Live last time. We had mm-hmm. a great, great time talking about Russell T coming back as the showrunner and there's been a lot of other news to talk about so we'll get to that in a <laughs> second but we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com we actually did get a piece of email from the Russell T Davies episode um, I thought you were going to say from Russell T Davies well last time you said you got an official letter from the BBC so I was like I think we're in the know now we're in the camp <laughs> Well, we did get, you know, the press release, but, you know, haven't heard anything since. It's been, you know, <laughs> nothing. It's been quiet. But uh, our friend, you know, of course, Rob McIntyre wrote us. Well, you know, he he's British. It almost counts as getting something from the BBC. <laughs> That's closer. Yeah, yeah, it is closer. As close as we're going to get, probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> and so Rob wrote, hey, guys, listening to the show about RTD and a few thoughts have come to my mind that I would like to see in the new RTD era. Stick with a female doctor. Jody was great, and it was the writing that let her down. Completely agree with that one. I think we all agree with that. Have her regeneration not affect the new doctor. Let's kick off with a doctor from minute one. It worked with Patrick Troughton, so why not? Uh, Pull in some characters from Big Finish. I would love to see the Eleven or the Nun, the female version of the Monk. That would be pretty darn awesome to see on a big screen. And if we're having a spinoff show, let's have the Paternoster gang. High time they mm-hmm. had their own show. Here, here. Yes. I don't, yes, I don't know if they. Awesome. I don't know if uh, Neg McIntosh wants to do the makeup again, though. I couldn't blame her. One last thing: keep Sachin Dewan as the master. He showed great potential, and with good writing, he could be awesome. Keep yes. up the good work, and I miss you guys. Rob McIntyre. Thank miss you, Rob. Too, Rob. Uh, miss you Minute too, Robert. Too. Hopefully, you know, once the pandemic's over, both, we'll hopefully get you guys to come out for Dragon Con. That would be awesome. Rob and I have been talking about it for a couple of years now, and it, if uh, if the pandemic hadn't happened, this would have been the year that they were going to be coming. So, you know, hopefully things can normalize and they can you know, travel to the side of the pond, as they like to say, and, you know, it would be great to see them. Um, most of those thoughts you have, I do not disagree with. I really, really don't disagree. Um, some thoughts on it. And, you know, I don't really want to get into some of that, especially the master stuff. Cause I have some theories with that now that might lead into the title. Cause we got a title of the new season. We have Doctor Who flocks. So 
you know, and it's very interesting, you know, going with that. Cause this, like we said earlier, the season is only going to be six parts and then they're going to be doing the three specials. I'm assuming one of them is probably going to be the new year's special and then probably another one in the spring. And then for the hundredth anniversary of BBC will be in the fall. Never assume. And no. hopefully RTD will, will bring back the Christmas special. <laughs> we hope yes. so, but we also don't know when RTD is going to be kicking in. He I could be. I think they've said 2023. Oh, I know, but it could be yeah. November 2023 for uh, the yeah. 60th anniversary. Could be or his Christmas first Christmas 2023. Yeah. So you you we don't know, and that's a long time. But it's going to be very interesting to see what we get out of it and who we're going to get out of it. I'm very curious to see where the season comes and does, and we're going to get the season a little bit sooner than we actually originally thought we were going to get it. Yes. Yes. Um, we just got the note. Oh, wait, you mean we didn't think it was going to happen before now? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get until at least probably closer to Thanksgiving here in the States. I wasn't sure we were going to get it this year at all. So, Really? I, I, I didn't think it was yeah. going to I didn't think we were going to get any Doctor Who until 2022. Wow. I thought we were going to get it this year, but not till November. I'm surprised, yeah. so, actually. I'm, well, I'm, technically, I'm, it, it, they, they took it all the way through October. Yeah. So no, that it, that is, it is almost day. November. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually getting new Doctor Who on Halloween, October 31st. And it's been confirmed both in the UK and in the States. So... You will be getting it here, of course, on BBC America. And I, what do they show it in Canada? Is it still? Isn't it? Is it Sky? Yeah, I think it's Sky up there that they get it on. And then I know, of course, BBC One for for the UK. So it will be very interesting to see. And just in time for me to get that wonderful subscription to AMC Plus. So it's perfect timing. <laughs> so I'll be able to watch Doctor Who for that. So. So I'm very much um, looking forward to seeing what is going to come out of it. Uh, you know, it was very interesting the way they announced it with the uh, the pattern and, you know, the basically the off-the-air pattern and then the doctor breaking through it to make the announcement. The tiny little teaser. Yeah, that was kind of fun. If you haven't had a chance to see it, folks, it's it's all up on YouTube and everything. And I love... The way they did it and how they made the announcement and they've announced, you know, some of the bads that had been rumored for the season. And so I'm looking forward to seeing them and seeing how they're going to be bringing them back. And this is going to be one continuous story through the six episodes. And so it's not like a two-parter or a single episode. It's a six-parter. So, yeah, literally. So it's actually... And also, also they brought... The mention of the various old uh, returning monsters. Yeah, that's what I said. So, so this is so the new season is two less parts than the uh, story we. <laughs> yes, than the one we're going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, technically, it's still going to be longer because the episodes yeah, each one will are be longer. Yeah, forty-some minutes as opposed yeah, to forty-two minutes. That they usually that they run. So it'll be a little. Well, maybe it'll turn out turn out to be about the same. About the eight episodes. So. <laughs> about the same. About the same. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing 
you know, what they come up with. And I'm just happy to get more new Doctor Who. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. And of course, Earth Station Who will be coming back to you weekly. So we'll be set um, while it, every Tuesday we'll be doing it. Um, I think we're going to try to do with another Facebook Live, I think, for after the final of the season. I think it'd be kind of fun to get all together and do our do, season. Do like a wrap up. Do the season 13 wrap up um, on Facebook Live and get a few folks together That'll for it. That'll be fun. Yeah. I think, I think that'll be, it'll be good to do. I know we still have one more episode to do right before the show comes back. Um, so we'll, so we'll be back in two weeks and then after that we'll be coming weekly. So hopefully, you know, everyone will be joining us for the adventures each week to, you know, for us crying or screaming or going, huh. you know, you know. <laughs> or, yay, Graham's back. <laughs> Spoilers! Come on. <laughs> so yes, it'll be very interesting to see what we get, and I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to um, some sad news from the Doctor Who family. Um, it was announced over the weekend that Bernard Cribbins' wife had passed away, yeah. and they were married over sixty years. And it's pretty amazing, you know, you know, Wilf is just, is still one of my favorite characters in new Doctor Who. And I, Bernard Carbons has been a great character actor seeing him all the way. I remember seeing him all the way into back into the 1960s and not even the Peter Cushing Doctor Who movie. I've seen him in other things and it's pretty darn awesome. To, you know, to think a couple together for that long. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking. So our thoughts go out to the families involved and everything like that. So, so that's, you know, a lot of the Doctor Who news that I had on my list. Does anyone have anything else that I missed or anything? Wow. <laughs> the energy yes. here is just... Yes. <laughs> Well, well, you know, you just let, just let us know someone passed away. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said. No, I don't think so. And I'll be very curious to see if some of my theories I've had about Doctor Who over the last season come out this, you know, this time or everything. I'm hoping they wrap up the Timeless Child stuff. I hope so. You know, in the six part. Yeah, really I hope they don't drag it out longer than that. No, I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying not to speculate. Although I wouldn't be surprised if the the timeless child stuff doesn't go until the very end, or if they never wrap it up at all. Including, well, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, as we mentioned, I don't think Russell T Davies has any interest in it whatsoever. So uh, if it's not going to be wrapped up during Jibnall's, oh run, yeah, he'll just not drop be it. Wrapped up. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, it never know. happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right, exactly. That was all parallel. Universe. So, uh, yeah. So let's let him have his eight episodes or six now, and then two specials to do what he wants, and then hopefully we'll all enjoy the special, uh, the BBC 100 celebration, and then move on. I think that's fair. Wish him good luck and good night. So that should be very interesting to see. I'm, you know, excited about it. Oh, the other big news I did forget about just uh, was announced yesterday. 
Sony Pictures is actually purchasing uh, Bad Wolf Productions, RTDs. Yes, I saw that. So it doesn't mean that Sony is getting control of Doctor Who. What it means Wolf... is Russell C.C. getting even more money. Exactly. <laughs> but it does mean that, you know, Sony might be backing Doctor Who a little bit more. And, you know, they might have a little more funding coming into the show, possibly. Which would be kind of neat to see. I'm sure as a corporation, they won't interfere at all with any creative vision that Russell yeah, T. Or never done that before. No, I'm sure. I'm sure they will play nice. Oh, yeah. You're going to see. Just like they do with the MCU and Disney. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they will play very nice with them. Well, I'm sure we'll see a PlayStation 5 somewhere on the TARDIS. <laughs> <that'll be cool. laughs> hey, if, you know what? If there's Doctor Who video games, uh, that's a good thing. That would be awesome. But that's I mean, all. Uh, that's all BBC were... see, licensing, though. That's True. not Bad Wolf. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'll be very curious to see what goes on and everything. But good on them. Very good on them. You know, and any corporation that is interested in the ESO network, we are for sale. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> yeah. We're a lot cheaper than Bad Wolf, for $1. probably. Dollar ninety-eight cents. <laughs> Mike, what's the value of the ESO network right now? <laughs> I think we'd have to pay them. Please take it off our hands. Please take it. So, but yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what's going on. But yes, it was very cool. So let's take a quick break, though, and let us talk about Invasion in a moment. Boom. So, Brittany, Martha, <laughs> tell me about your podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like we're in sync, but also kind of a disaster. We are always a disaster. So, our podcast is fun if you want to hear two people talk about and complain about stuff that <laughs> a they lot of love complaint. and also hate. And drink. And drink. And the show is called? Oh. <laughs> but, but first, let's, let's talk, talk nerdy. nerdy. You can find us on the ESO Network. Bye-bye. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Welcome. To Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. Welcome back to Earth Station Who. We are now here to talk about the invasion going back to November of 1968. I was around already for this one, folks. So (laughs) I know Kirby and Mary were too. Yeah. The second episode aired on my birth date. Ooh. Ooh. So when when people go back, what episode of Doctor Who was being broadcast when you were born? You know, uh, the second episode of Invasion. So, no wonder you were so keen on doing this one. And I was getting ready to turn nine. God, you make me feel old. <laughs> Actually, I feel like a kid now. Yeah, I'm the baby of the group. Yeah. 
That is true, because I was... I was just over a year and a half at this point. I was coming up on my second birthday. I was three. <laughs> so, so there you go. So, old man Kirby. Yeah. So, <laughs> tell us your initial thoughts on this one. When did well, you I first just... see it? Yeah, when did you first see it? Who, me? Yeah, yeah. you... Your old yeah. man Kirby, so yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, I had I had a really uh, old man voice. And, no. uh, when I first see this one, I first saw this one on DVD shortly after the DVD came out. Okay, now so. is this so? This is the one with the animation. Yeah, yeah. this was the uh, very first one uh, with the animation. Uh, Cosgrove Hall, the same people who came out with Danger Mouse, did the animation <laughs> for this. And uh, yeah, I first saw it probably 2007 ish. Mm -hmm. the The DVD came out 2006, right? And um, I I just love this one. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's interesting too because this one lays the groundwork. It felt like while watching this for the whole Third Doctor's era. Yes, because yes. it is it is yes. a true. It is a true unit story. Mm -hmm. You know, the story with... It's the, the first unit story. Well, it is, but it's a true unit <laughs> story. You know, like when they had the Yeti, they had... Even uh, it was Colonel Ledworth Stewart at the time, and he was in the in the military. He wasn't... Right. It was a unit. There was no and, unit. And, but this... He had no unit. Exactly. But the, you could have easily taken Troughton out of this and dropped in Pertwee. Very easily. Yes. I mean, it was, yeah, it was definitely an earthbound story. Sure. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far uh, because Trotton does have some moments in this one. Um, oh, he does. But, um, but I, 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 yes, I like the fact that not only is it like, you know, the brigadier is in this and this is, you know, obviously the character was in there before, but this is his first time as a brigadier. First time we see unit and like the first time units introduced, Benton is right there. And I'm like, wow, what a like yeah. complete <laughs> setup right from the get go of mm -hmm. unit. Like it's just, it's, a, it's not something that, gra well, I did notice though, the one difference between this and the third doctor era is that in this one unit still doesn't have complete control to do what it wants. By the time that the third doctor era comes like unit, just like we can do whatever we want. <laughs> Like, we're a unit. Yeah, we're a unit. Like everybody else has to back off and let us. You know, we'll, we don't we'll have to go to Geneva. Yeah, yeah here they're like, here they're like, we 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 have to have permission before we could do that. Like they do some things that they're not supposed to do, but they're well aware that they're not supposed to do them. So, um, and so it was kind of cool to see this early uh, stage of unit. I think. Yeah, that's funny hearing Corporal Benton instead of Sergeant Benton. Exactly. Yeah, but now, uh, um, now Mike had, I know because the first time, as you mentioned, the first time we saw this and reviewed it was uh, 10, 11 years ago on Earth Station One. Um, was that the first time you'd seen it as well? No, I had seen it when I bought the DVD. Gotcha. Probably 2007. Because gotcha. I was a huge Second Doctor and Jamie fan. Yeah, and right. this was one I was chomping at seeing. I had seen the found episodes, you know, the, the episodes that had been, you know, that weren't missing mm -hmm. and stuff, you know, at conventions. And, you know, I've seen the scene of the Cybermen marching down the Capitol steps, yeah. you know, tons of times mm -hmm. before that at conventions. I have even seen people cosplaying that at the at the U.S. Capitol. Mm -hmm. or anything 
And now you would never see that ever again. No, but <laughs> but it was, you know, this was probably late 80s, early 90s that I had saw that at a cre- – because Creation was at one, of, at one of the hotels not that far from the Capitol. So mm. it was, you know, seeing – you know, being able to do that and seeing that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this one I had seen, you know, but I had watched it, I think, with William. He was like seven, like seven or eight at the time. And, you know, it was pretty awesome. And then to, I was thrilled to be able to review it on our Station One when we did. Yeah. Mary, what about you? When when did you first see this one? This is the first time I'd seen it. Ooh. Wow. What? Usually that's yeah. the case for wow. me. Like, I was, the roles of reverse. Yeah, this so is the first what, one. What were your thoughts? Like, you must have been like, oh, it's an A-parter. It's an early one. Did, what, what, uh, uh, well, first, I was glad it was a second doctor because I really liked the second doctor. Yes. But, and but, Jamie and Zoe. Yes. Right? And Jamie and Zoe, like the perfect TARDIS crew. Yeah. And so that I was happy about. But it, going into it, I will admit, I was like, oh, no, eight eight parts. That's going to drag. And it, it didn't. I loved it. I, I, I th- thoroughly enjoyed this one. That's awesome. I, I think for me, the first two or three episodes, like, because it's we don't get the Cybermen reveal until. The end like, of episode four. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's four. So, like. Yeah, the first three episodes, I think there is some filler because they're going to the headquarters and they go back and oh, then they go to the back to the headquarters. I mean, they're running back and forth. Yeah, and it's like, ugh, it just seems like, you know, they know that something's coming, but they just want to take their time to get there. And I'm like, once once the reveal of Cybermen is there, then I felt like um, it happens so fast. I'm like, I wish they had revealed the Cybermen like two episodes earlier and then could have... Um, spaced out some of the the invasion parts of it because i thought some of that stuff went to my too fast actually mm-hmm. you know I what i just happened? enjoyed watching jamie and zoe yeah, <laughs> yeah. No I, I was about doing. to say the same thing you know <laughs> the everything they were doing was great and i loved zoe the model in this Zoe gets some good yes. stuff in this one yeah, no. you know what happened during first broadcast of this uh they they I was initi- born. That's what happened. That's a, that's a, lot. That's a, that's a big deal, Kirby. They, 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 initially, <laughs> they initially wanted to keep the Cyberman a secret. Sure. And uh, that's why it's, Cyberman is not mentioned in the title. And uh, there's going to be all this nice buildup until that episode four, conclusion of episode four. However, the Radio Times... <laughs> Damn the radio times! Even back. once again, they never in, learn. In the listing for episode one, they had the picture of the Cybermen coming down the steps of St. Paul's. Was that like was that a co like a half article, and the other half was all who was going to be the next Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, Patrick Trousen leaving the next season. Who's who can replace him? And so, so people people watched that first episode, and then they uh, rode rode into the BBC, and they called the BBC, going, "Why is there a picture of Cybermen? There weren't any Cybermen." <laughs> yep, uh, mm-hmm. they'd have to wait, and and yeah, I guess knowing what's going to happen for me, since I'd seen it before, I was just anxious to get to that part, and uh, and so for me, the first two episodes kind of dragged. Um, uh, but other, but you know, it's a it, the whole like I like the crew. Obviously, um, I, I wish I could have spent. We had more time of Jamie and Zoe working together. Uh, but it seems like you know 
she was off on vacation during one part of this and he was off on vacation like yeah, <laughs> the other part of it and it's like okay so we get one or the other um and the introduction of unit and the bad guys you know uh vaughn and and packer are so awesome to watch they're yes. like yeah, you know, it's really more about them than the cybermen they, yeah, to me i consider them the big villains in this yeah, oh, yeah I, I absolutely agree. they're yeah. the ones who invite the cybermen in right. oh exactly and you know they're he's vaughn is just pure evil and packer is like a sadist and it was the perfect pairing yeah, they are bad guys. Oh, yes. I don't know if I'd say perfect. I mean, it's just one of those, you know, after a while, it's like you get this, these mastermind, evil masterminds that want to take over the world, and they always have a dumb number one henchman. It's just like, why does this have to be the case? Like, they spend half the time just yelling at their henchmen, like, you're so stupid. Why did you let them get away? You know, like, like I'm just like, you know, so that, you know. But uh, at least uh, Vaughn has uh, a nice rhythm to it, you know. Why did you do that again, Becca? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you, Becca? Hey, Becca. Hey, Becca. <laughs> I mean, I like Vaughn. I mean, I like him in the sense that I thought he made a great vi- villain. Yes, absolutely. Very much so. And I thought, you know, he was the mustache twirling villain the whole time. And, you know, what was the deal with his eye, though? Because sometimes oh, it was. Eye. It was like one time it was like completely closed when he and then the other right. times he, he had been in a car accident oh and uh that was causing issues with his eye and it, he it actually throughout his career you could see it got better but right then hmm. he, it dead. actually it actually made him more menacing in a lot of yes. ways yeah yeah, yeah actually great, it added great to great it <laughs> yeah they actually kind of mention it too they make it a, a point the doctor makes it a point early on after they meet like did you notice his eye he never blinks or whatever um mm. i thought that was like rude no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> okay now the one thing with uh with vaughn yelling at packer which I love Packer's reaction to being yelled at because he thinks, oh, I'm such a tough guy. And then he, he just kind of towers falls into himself. Don't, don't yell at me, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and as I was watching it this time, I, I watch it with my, uh, with my oldest daughter. She loves classic Doctor Who much better than new Doctor Who. And uh, I, even though she'd seen it before, she forgot about Vaughn saying Paca, Paca. That way. And, she, and I pointed it out and she started laughing every time he said Paca <laughs> it is uh, I was like I was like I I don't know if it was uh, in the original script or whatever his name was but I'm like hey, man that was I can't imagine his name being anything else because it's so perfect uh, just the delivery of that yes. there's a lot of like you know audio cues in this that are just outrageous to me like whenever the uh uh cybermen uh whenever that secret door opens to reveal like the, the connection or the mind of the cybermen or whatever that is the that he's talking planner. to yeah, yeah yeah it's like it it makes this like like sound like like there's <laughs> someone's like belching really loudly like um and uh the voice of that cyber controller thing is 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 like somebody speaking underwater. I guess that's the actor that played Packer that's doing. Yes, that. it is. It is. So, which was um, which was mind blowing. 
Um, because Vaughn's getting it from both sides sometimes. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> it, it, it was interesting. In the middle of a Packer sandwich. Peter Halliday, who played Packer, uh, was on Doctor Who for a period of 20 years. Hmm. Um, his, his first appearance was in this one. His last appearance was in uh, Remembrance. Yes, of, that's right. Remembrance of the Daleks. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did see where uh, Kevin Stoney, who played Tobias Vaughn, uh, was in an earlier uh, story of Doctor Who, um, and then in a later one. Um, right. Actually, a Cyberman story with Tom Baker. Yep. Yes. Uh, the only Cyberman story with Tom Baker right. he's in. Well, Edward and you can't, you can't even tell it's him because he's under so much makeup. Uh, right. And also Edward uh, Burnham, who was the professor in this, was mm-hmm. also in Robot. Yes. Yes. I, Professor yes, Carewell. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that he's he's very distinct. Yes, I knew I'd seen him before. Oh, I've seen I've seen him in the Avengers. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. He got a lot of work. He definitely was. He made the rounds, and <laughs> they all did. Yeah, but, it's a small island. Yeah. <laughs> but the, one of the things I loved about this though is that Zoe wasn't the screaming companion. And she never really Not at was. All. No, no, no. She she got good stuff in this one. Oh, I loved that. You know, she was the one who aimed the, you know, did the calculations just like, you know, for the rockets to blow up the cyber fleet. And it was just, it was awesome to see. And it was just like, yeah, you take that cyber man. Don't mess with Zoe. And Jamie gets shot in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> had to get him out of there for his holiday somehow yeah yeah and the, did you notice the uh continuity error in the um uh, in the animation for the first episode mm. if you've uh if you've seen what was the one just before it uh oh the one before this one yeah uh the one before this was mind robbers mind robber uh remember she's wearing the cat suit Oh, that's right. She should have still been wearing the cat suit. She was wearing it under the clothes because you remember. Right. And also, (laughs) inexplicably, around episode six, she changes back back into into the cat suit. suit. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, what happened to her jumper or whatever she was wearing? And the boa, you know. I love it how, you know, they were able to see that. Uh, Zoe and the other young lady were in those capsules because the boa was sticking out of the... <laughs> Isabel, yeah. yeah. Uh, Isabel, uh, she was the she was the girl. I was just like ah, wanted to strangle her. I liked the idea that she was a photographer and everything, but then she went down the route of being just. Was she really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we saw her photos. I, you know. Yeah. Okay. The pictures of the Cybermen in the sewer. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, they kind of look fake there. You know, kind of. <laughs> oh, they looked out of focus to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um, she was not great. She got better as the story went along. Uh, the first couple episodes, I thought she was going to be really annoying, and then later on, she's not super helpful but she's not a hindrance either at least so. not in the way yeah, yeah exactly yeah actually you know she's getting tea for everybody so that's cool um 
Uh, <laughs> um, can I just also say, because we've talked a couple, a bit about the animation, how this was the first one. I, I dig the animation on this one. I think it works. Uh, I mean, um, you know, they go from here, later ones, they do different styles uh, that don't work as well. And then, you know, the, the, the ones that we've been getting lately uh, have been really good. But I think this one, like, I didn't feel like it had felt dated or aged as far as the animation goes. I thought it fit right in with uh, with the story, and I thought it was really serviceable. Yeah, that was interesting, because I was actually expecting it to be not very good. <laughs> I thought, oh, it's the first one. My expectations are going to be super low. Mm-hmm. But, but I was pleasantly surprised at, at what a good job they did. And wondered why it went downhill. <laughs> yeah, after yeah, the that. next couple, I think, after this are not as good, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we've seen most of them already. So thank goodness we don't have to go back to those. Yeah, I think the the the, the company that they're using now and the sort of format that they got now is is perfect. So I, I hope they don't try to drastically change anything going forward because I think they've got a they're onto a good group now. Uh, but this, yeah, this was fine. I, 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 like I said, I didn't, I thought maybe since now that I've seen more animated episodes that I'd look at this one exactly like Mary and go, Oh, this is going to be awful. But now nah, this one's much better. I can, uh, especially what's the, um, what's the one where he's in France. I think that's the worst where they're in, uh, oh, where the first doctor, doctor is Yeah, uh, uh, reign of terror. That was really uh, bad. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the worst case of the animation, as far as far as I can recall. Um, that one, I've, I even though I have it, I've not seen it. The that DVD came out after we had done it in the um, uh-huh. in our journey, and so I saw the a reconstruction. Gotcha. Oh, that's something well, with with this. I've never seen the, the two episodes on invasion done as the reconstruction. We did at the convention that I had seen. <laughs> not fun. And everything, but you know, it you know, you see pictures of the Cybermen, you know, and it's just like, oh, really, really? So it's just this is uh, one of the very first stories where they didn't have a photographer on set to take uh, the the photo snaps, like they Uh had. Gotcha. A lot of things. And they had a photographer right there in the camera. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. That's why they were using the camera as a prop. (laughs) And they only had one. one. (laughs) And they only had one. Hey, Mm -hmm. hey, BBC budget. We're lucky they had that one. Uh, You know, we're lucky they had film. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just lucky that, you know, glad they had the explosions from the grenades go off at the right time on this show. Mm-hmm. Those uh, are awfully weak grenades. Oh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're powerful Cybermen. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love the idea of the wacky, mad Cybermen in the sewers. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I know that this doesn't pan out in the story, but for my money, because they say they destroyed, they successfully destroyed two out of the three. So my, my, in my like fantasy, like there's a mad, there's still a mad Cyberman <laughs> running around, around the sewers. London sewers, <laughs> like, uh, like just running around like, like a crazy cyber person. Like I just, I love that idea because, because it's just so crazy um, how he just runs right by them. And they're like, what? Like they're so worried yeah. about him. And then he runs into the other two and starts taking them out. And 
I, I just thought he was great. He was great. That's the idea. It's kind of, and that's the, these are, these are the creepy Cybermen, you know, not the oh, yeah. plasticky Cybermen that we get later, which are, you know, kind of effective, but, you know, not, uh, not as creepy as these guys. This is my favorite Cyberman uh, design. Yeah. I mean, it still looks, you know, obviously the zipper and the boots and everything still look pretty hokey and low and low key. I mean, I, I can't say that they are like my preferred one because I obviously Cybermen should look a little bit more mechanical than the one. But the way that they walk and the heads, I think the heads, the, heads uh, the helmets. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're really. Yeah. With a little like and, and I'm glad they kept that, too, with a little tear in the eye. It just mm-hmm. look, makes them look tragic. And it, it, it reminds you that there's a person in there. That's the uh, same style head that later turns up in uh, in the museum in the Ninth Doctor story. Mm. Oh, and Dalek. Dalek, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was the the interesting part about it, you know, just the style and the look. But this is the last time we see the Cybermen until the Tom Baker era. Wow, wow! And they got the guy, the same guy, to be in it. Um, mm-hmm. That's wacky. Wait, so so the third doctor never faced them? No. God, I guess I never realized that. Nope. The uh um all right, so we talked about Vaughn a little bit, but I have to dial back because at one point he mentions that he is no longer human. And then of course that wonderful scene that he has where he has the professor shoot at him. I love that scene. Oh yeah, he has um, bullet holes yeah. like right under his throat. Right. So he's He's obviously like I, they were led to believe that he's cybernetic or or augmented. Steel, or augmented. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Part, partially converted is the yeah, right. yeah, like down there. And and I don't know is the same is same true for Becker, Packer? No, 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 no. no it's just Vaughn. It's just Vaughn. Okay. Well, there were also, if you remember, there were other people working in the warehouse who were able to lift those huge containers. Yeah, and they were, <laughs> and, they were and, uh, perfectly human. Right. But, you know, were they cyber enhanced, too? Because, yeah. you know, when the doctor, Jamie, tried to lift it. They're, <laughs> they're like some kind of Superman. Or, or something <laughs> about being controlled makes them stronger or something. I mean, who knows? Yeah. They don't so, explain it. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what was going on there. And, and despite the fact that he's been augmented, um, I mean, he's still taken out pretty easily by them, so... Uh, at the end uh but i like the the turn how the and how he works with him at the end how he works with the doctor the doctor tries to appeal to his better nature like but you know for the earth for humans and he's like i'll do it because i hate them you know <laughs> yeah, like, he, this is awesome like he, he's still two, a bad guy <laughs> he's still a bad guy to the end but he's doing the right thing and uh i, I like that that part of it too i mean he he really is one of the best uh doctor who villains really mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it was, yeah, he didn't do it for the betterment of humanity. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He did it for revenge. Oh, exactly. I hate them. I don't want them, Daddy. I don't want them around. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just, it, it was it was great. And there was a lot of great moments bet- with him and the doctor. I loved, you know, mm-hmm. like even when the very first time they met, the chemistry between the two of them was awesome or anything and i just love uh you know this is you know i'm thinking about it too because you put it in my head that like this would be a great third doctor story or whatever but man they're like i love both of them uh but i do admit that i'm more of a second doctor guy 
And, you know, like if Troughton was the case, he'd just storm in there and be like, and confront the guy. Whereas I love, you know, Troughton's demeanor and how he's like, oh, yes, I'll sit down and have tea with you. Like, he's just like, like, oh, thank you very much. Like, he's just such a gentleman and so um, off-putting by his, uh, his ability to just kind of like be there instead of uh, be really aggressive. Whereas, you know, Pertwee wouldn't have done any of that. He would have just been like, you need to stop. (laughs) He would have like chopped, chopped. He would have tried to chop him and then hurt his hand because it would have hurt. (laughs) Oh, he would have taken care of Packer right there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, um, you know. And Joe would have gotten captured at least a dozen times. So, you know. Uh, Joe Grant would have, yes. She would have been like, she would have fulfilled the photographer's role in this. Whereas, uh, you know. Whereas Liz Shaw probably would have been able to figure out the calculations to help destroy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I could see where that would help. Um, but um, and as a unit story, it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, you want these guys to come back. You want to see these guys. Oh come yeah, back. it's a great debut for unit. <laughs> it's I mean, it really, really cool. is. Yeah. Yes. It was. It was just awesome. It was fun. And the one thing I did notice though. You remember part of the reason they went into London and then to, you know, Vaughn's headquarters and stuff is because he needed his little, you know, transistors or his little circuit boards fixed. He never got those fixed. He never got those fixed. (laughs) He never. (laughs) No. Nope. And they they changed appearance between the animation and the live well, act. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. I, that was, was weird. No, well, it's well, it's understandable. Well, if you think about it, what they had in the 1960s, like the square block, <laughs> right, right, but in right. the animation, they made it look more like a, a memory chip or something. More yeah, exactly. Yeah. And exactly. so, so it was really interesting. And yeah, it was just like, where did it go? Where what did it do? You know, the only thing it did. It, made the TARDIS invisible for a moment. Well, it did, it, it, yeah, and it did skip, um, it did skip a lot at the end. So it did jump. I mean, Jamie was in the hospital for a while. So, like, look, if you want a no prize, then I'll, I'll, I'll say that, uh, you know, while Jamie's in the hospital recovering, the doctor and the professor are working on the circuits. Okay. I'll take your word on it. Yeah. <laughs> Head cannon accepted. <laughs> Yes. One thing I like, uh, you know, the, the company's called International Electromatics. Uh, and uh, we, the times on 20 megabyte uh, that we've discussed this, we've also jokingly called it uh, Internet Explorer, i.e. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, in, um, there was a cameo of uh, International Electromatics as um, in Pete's World. Hmm. as um cybus industries was using a a large uh 18 wheeler that said international electromatics to uh kidnap Cut, those homeless kidnap guys the, oh that's right oh wow that's cool that's cool that's a nice easter egg yes i i i understand this is supposed to take place in the future as far as when this was filmed uh, but in the past now for us, uh, I think it's uh, later in the 20th century. So. Well, I think most of the unit stories were supposed to put, take place in the 80s anyway. Gotcha. That makes some sense. Because it does seem like they have technology like more ahead of uh, when this was filmed in 68. But yet, you know, by looking back on it now, it's like, nah, you didn't get that right. 
Oh, well, yeah. although some of it, I mean, like, he did introduce, like, kind of the Walkman. Uh, he gave Jamie, yes. like, a Walkman. Oh, but everyone, at, <laughs> but the thing, everyone at that time did have the little transistor radio. Yeah, I had time. a little transistor radio yeah. about that size. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, but I mean, the Walkman were about that size too. So not a lot of, not a huge technological jump between 1968 and the eighties. Yeah. You, you would think that's Jamie was, would be scared of the, the music that was coming out of it. <laughs> where doctor, where are the wee band coming from? Is there like, are no, they... Jamie's not by this time. Jamie's like, yeah, yeah he's kind he's, of figured it out. Yeah. He's kind time. of figured stuff. He's not like that backward uh, warrior anymore. Oh, from the season uh, before this, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a seasoned uh, traveler now. Well, you know, he is. A, he, he, you know, and look, the the scenes between him and the Doctor, I mean, he and, and Patrick have so much great chemistry, and it's it's great from they when have, they're, like, when they are uh, sneaking in, you know. They and, have so much great chemistry, they went canoeing together in this. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> They're, whenever they're sneaking around, they're great. Uh, they they feed off each other, and whenever they're captured, they feed off each other. And uh, the sequence where they're, I don't know, it's kind of rough. The sequence where they kind of rescue the girls was tough. I don't know. Yeah, it was that was kind of tough. I, I was like, mm, the action know. and adventure, Jamie hanging from one hand from the rope. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if they really tried to do that in the in the real version, uh, the live action version. Um, according to the thing I read that when they were filming that, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, photographer, uh, his character, her skirt kept getting blown up around her, her neck. So, uh, so Jamie had some weights sewed into his kilt. So the same thing wouldn't happen to him. Um, cause I was just like, man, you got all these low shots for look, we're looking up at everybody. <laughs> no, the oh, there, there were a couple scenes. <laughs> there was a couple scenes of her actually, you know, in the animated versions where you do see her underwear and stuff, you know, as she's <laughs> climbing around, it's like, oh, those pervs, what are they doing? Yeah, cause three out of the four of them are wearing skirts. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fraser, every time I've seen Fraser at conventions, he tells that story about the weights. He also uh, has the story since part of the filming was at the Guinness factory uh, <laughs> around lunchtime, <laughs> they were, be, they started giving them Guinness so that by the end of the day, they could barely act. <laughs> slurring their, so if, if in some of these scenes, they seem to be slurring their words. So that yeah. explains those Cybermen walking like that. That totally makes sense. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, that that is cool. You know, any other highlights of this, or do we want to go ahead and rate this one? Uh, you know, the music's really good. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I, I was say like, that. wasn't this the only time that composer? Yes, is worked it? on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, Douglas Camfield did not want to use the regular uh, composer, uh, so he pulled in this guy. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, isn't this uh, Terrence Dick's first? Uh, he was the script editor. Yes. Yeah. Isn't this his first? Uh, his first assignment as script editor. I think, I think so. so yeah. Yes. Gotcha. I don't know. Had he done any stuff with Doctor Who prior to this? I don't think so. Not sure. Gotcha. No. Um, but but one it, thing I one thing I like about the music, uh, well. 
the music when uh, Unit is driving from one place to another, that bouncing music is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah that, that, the ha- the happy-go-lucky really, music. Boingy, really boingy, 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 boingy. The Unit theme, like yeah. every time Unit comes on, it's like... And then it's like... Um, I think unit needs a yeah. It's a little too Keystone Cops there. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I love yeah. the I love the background music in Vaughn's office. Oh yes, yes. it's yeah. it's so so. I think it is actually called Muzak in in on track listings. Hmm. But it's it's so. Weird. I, it is. I just checked here. It is uh, track number six. Is called Muzak. M U Z A K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome and everything. One of the you know things was interesting because it said it was written by by Derek Sherwin from a story by Kit Pedler. Yeah, I noticed and, that too. And I wonder what if there's a story behind that, or was this well, originally written for something else and then converted into a Doctor Who story? Uh, well, part of it is that anytime they use the Cybermen, they uh, have to credit Kit Pedler. They, they even credit him now. Uh, okay. Gotcha. It's a, like a Terry Nation kind of thing. Yes, it's exactly. Right. Except better. <laughs> <laughs> and at least, you know, at least they called it the invasion instead of Return of the Cybermen, which was originally supposed to be called. Well, as Kirby pointed out, they didn't yeah. want to blow exactly. the the, the yeah. surprise well, and it was and it was perfect because you know that also reminded me of Earthshock, you know something similar yeah it's really strange it's called the invasion on everything official and yet when you watch it it just says invasion there's no the it just says invasion so i'm like that's kind of weird why don't we just call it invasion because that's but everything official that you see online or the 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 um target book or whatever says the invasion so it's kind of weird how that worked well i have that one no i don't have that one what (laughs) what my my target i don't have that many target books oh Oh, i see i've got about 30 So so it was uh it was by ian martyr yes he wrote the uh novelization cool and it says that uh, the novelization restores material cut from the original shooting scripts, including the unit raid to rescue Professor Watkins and Vaughn convincing Rutledge to shoot himself. Oh, interesting. Because I was going to say... Rutledge was an interesting character. Because I was going to say the the episode, you know, where they said, oh, we're going to go get Professor, you know, the <laughs> Professor. And then how how did the raid go? Oh, great. Exactly. <laughs> There's a few things like that. It's like, you know, how did it go? It's fine. Yeah, we, we got it done. Eight episodes and they couldn't fit the raid in. Uh, in the novel, the Russian air base is named uh, Nick Ortney. Uh, it's a, a punning tribute to Nicholas Courtney. So, did you guys think this worked as an eight episode? Yes, I I would have preferred it to be six. You could cut off some of the the fat in the first two, but otherwise, I thought like the last three or four are great. No, totally. I think. I mean, the, what's up, man? You could you could you could have cut it down, but I. I still didn't. I still enjoyed every episode. <laughs> oh yeah, there would have. There's some things I could have been cut back, but I, I'm really impressed. This one moved very smoothly, and you know, and we're not that far of episodes away from War Games, actually. 
yeah, I, I, I am very was very surprised for both this one at eight episodes and the war games at however many episodes that is. Is that ten? Two hundred. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went when I first watched them. I went into them going so many episodes, and yet I get sucked right in. And war games in particular, I am so. That one, I will actually sit down and spend five hours watching it. <laughs> I think it's a true testament to uh, Patrick Troughton and uh, the other two actors there, uh, Wendy and, um, to help me out there, Fraser. Fraser. Right? Uh, yeah. Just because, like, look, if this was an eight-part story and you went through the same motions, instead of a third Doctor, I'll put... I'll put this on you, Mike. Though maybe it was a, if it's a first Doctor story, you'd be going like, "Why is this eight episodes? Like, like uh, way too long." Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, if it even if it was the second Doctor with Ben and Polly, I think it yeah. would have been too long. Probably. I mean, it's just. I mean, truth truth be told, you could watch the three of them like read the phone book. I mean, they're just so delightful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm going to love it when we finally get Wheel of Wheel in Space to be mm. able to watch. So. It should be real interesting to see. So this is weird because I can watch. I have Wheel in Space available to me to watch on BritBox. Yeah, what is the? I noticed that was on BritBox, but I didn't try watching it. Is that, I haven't tried watching it yet either. But it's that, there. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Because, Maybe a Cyberman will come out of your TV if you start watching. <laughs> yeah. It's like like the Ring. <laughs> Wheel in Space is the only story I have not seen. Wow! Really. Like yeah. at anything at all? Of all of, all of uh, televised Doctor Who, that is the only story I have not seen. Well, wow, were you I like probably... off that day when you guys re- reviewed it? I, I uh, <laughs> was out of town or something. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, so I did not see it. I and I, 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 I don't, I don't blame you, Kirby. Like when, when I'm not on the, I'm not going to schedule to appear on an episode. I don't watch the story either. <laughs> when he's not on it he doesn't listen even to the episode to see what he's missed yeah, i have i've i've there years ago i determined to myself i wanted to see every single story even reconstructions and i've done that except for wheel in space well i know what you and and maybe i'll maybe when we're done here i'll <laughs> Well, actually, yeah. wait up because we'll we'll do it probably sometime in the next year. You know, I'd love to hear your reaction with it. Sure. And the thing is, I'm thinking of dropping BritBox. <laughs> <laughs> so I better do it soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll I'll figure out a, a way. I'm I can only afford certain number of streaming services, and we're not getting that much out of BritBox. Uh, so we're thinking of switching over to Disney Plus. Yeah. For well, now that yeah, now that you're on the tenth Doctor, yeah, you can't yeah. write it off anymore. It's <laughs> a podcasting expense, <laughs> right? As if I were doing that anyway. <laughs> well, come on. Yeah. Now we know where Mike Gordon gets his money from. He writes this off. Great side off. God. <laughs> my my wife often asks me, Can't "You you're doing all this all this uh, podcasting stuff and Doctor Who stuff." can't we get something for it? I said, I go to conventions. <laughs> no, it's like, I tell them, ask my accountant. It's like, can I write off this Doctor Who stuff? Do you do a podcast still about it? Yes. Do it. Go for it. <laughs> Even pop figures. If it's Doctor Who, sir. Yes, you can. It's like, okay. 
There you go. Come on, BBC. Let's get that license back. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Daddy needs some new Doctor Who pop figures. <laughs> there we go. All right. So let's give this a ratings. One out of five TARDISes. One being the worst. Five being the best. Mary, since this was the first time you've seen it, ladies mm. go first. I think I'm going to get, I really enjoyed this. I think I'm going to get a, a four and a half. Because I'm taking a half off because, yeah, there are some filler parts in the beginning, like like Mike said, even though I kind of still enjoyed them. And um, some goofy music at some points. But from, I mean, I if you like the second Doctor, if you like Jamie and Zoe, who are delightful, the, one of the best TARDIS crews, I would highly recommend watching this one. Eight episodes or no, it, it, it goes by pretty fast. And it's just a whole lot of fun to watch. That's awesome. That is really, really awesome. Kirby, what about you? Four and a half. Uh, it's not I'm... perfect. So I have to knock just a little bit off of it. Uh, mainly because of the filler. But other than that, I absolutely love this particular story. One of my favorite trials. Okay, Mikey. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a four and a half. I'll give it that extra half. Uh, even though I do have some, uh, you know, it is kind of rough in the beginning, but, um, not that rough. Um, and plus, uh, I would not only say that, uh, sorry, Mary, I don't keep it up in you, but I would not only <laughs> say that it's, uh, it's good if you like the second doctor and those two companions, but if you've never seen the second doctor and those two companions, this is a wonderful introduction to all three of them. Uh, I would have no problems at all showing this to someone who had never seen classic doctor who or, um, or Patrick Troughton story or anything like that, because this might've been, I have to do some work on this one and you know how little I like doing that. Um, but uh, I, I think this might've been, if not the first, one of the very earliest Patrick Troughton stories I'd ever seen. Um, and I remember really digging it uh, when we reviewed it on earth station one 11 years ago, and it still holds up in my opinion. Excellent. And it's, a, it's a good introduction to unit too. Oh, yes. very much so. Yeah. It's, it is it's the one prototype. Of yeah, it's amazing. It's one of those cases where it's amazing that it's it's as intact as it is on its very first introduction. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Get me on the phone with Geneva, you know, all that. It's like the mythos is there. And, you know, we're only, like I said earlier, we were only like four episodes or storylines away from War Games. And then, you know, I wonder if they were starting to try to figure out what the next season was going to be, or I know they hadn't even considered who was replacing, you know, Patrick Troughton at that point. But I wonder if they had thought maybe this is a good way to bring in, do more earthbound stories with unit and such by the, at this point. I believe so. I believe I read someplace that they uh, were trying to see what they could do with earthbound stories. Right. And that totally makes sense. And, you know, it's, it's awesome. And, I'm going to buck the trend, actually, on this. I'm giving this a three. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to give this a five. I love this story. It is my favorite TARDIS crew. Um, it is, like we've said, the beginning of Unit. The There's so much, you know, laying the groundwork for 
the John Pertwee era in the storyline. It's wonderful to see the brigadier be, do it, you know, with the, the fake mustache and the, you know, and, and you know, seeing Benton. Changes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. And it, it's, it's just awesome. It's like, okay, where's the spirit gum to make sure it's sticking on this time. And, you know, it's just, it's just a ton of fun. And the Cybermen were great. I don't think they overdid the Cybermen in this and they were menacing when you did see that. Oh yeah, they were creepy. Yeah, the the Cybermen in the sewers were great, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's one of the things I remember, you know, seeing pictures of when I was a kid, seeing the sec the pictures of the Cybermen, and seeing you know, you know, the whole thing with the sewers, you know, seeing the Yeti in the sewers, seeing that, and so I think it's pretty awesome that we got to go through that and we got to be able to experience it. So. I enjoyed that quite a bit. And, you know, do I hope that maybe someday they can find the actual episodes somewhere of the, so they can dump the animated parts, but yeah. The animation doesn't detract from it. No, there's been, there's been some storylines where it does detract from it, Mm -hmm. but I think in this one, it made it really well. And I think it added to it. I love it. You know, when they crash landed on earth and they were like, where are we, doctor? Where are we? And they opened the view screen. It's a cow staring at yeah, them. Yes, that was great. <laughs> and everything. And it's just like, and just chewing. It's like. It, it'll be strange uh, if they do find the uh, episode one eventually, because apparently they added in that spacecraft on the far side of the moon because uh, there's mention of it, but there's there's a continuity error as well it doesn't i don't remember the exact story but it doesn't quite match up and so they at cosgrove hall added that space spacecraft well to make it more a little consistent and everything no that totally makes sense and you know i was trying to see if there was any pictures of the master or anything in the in the background because in a lot of the animations that they've done oh, they'll since, sneak something they'll in, sneak yeah. something like a, oh, a wanted did. poster did not they? the master they they did not the master but there there's a bad wolf on uh is on there the wall with with the uh phone oh, i missed that oh that's awesome <laughs> that is awesome well, and and the Kilroy that was here that you see in the... Oh, yeah, uh, when they were climbing up the lift, elevator shaft. The lift shaft, mm-hmm. yeah. That was put in by uh, Fraser. Oh, really? He actually, he actually drew that. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's funny. That's cool. Uh, he, he got in an uh, argument with Douglas Canfield uh, because Douglas Canfield didn't really want that. But Fraser said this facility would have been built by... Uh, people just after the war theoretically and they would have done things like that in lift shafts and stuff like that oh very much so because mm-hmm. i remember those were all throughout the bunkers and everything so it makes perfect sense for that to be in the elevator shaft that's pretty awesome well awesome guys thank you guys so much for joining us this week and we will be back again in two weeks and we are going to be looking at the sylvester mccoy era and we are going to be looking at the, for the next episode we are going to be looking at paradise towers Ooh. and so that's one i actually have not seen of the seventh <gasps> doctor era 
That really? So, yes. And that is so timely because I think, uh, you know, we were talking about that comic that's coming out. That's a sort of a sequel. And I yes. believe the first issue is going to be out like within a week or so. So perfect timing. So I think that's pretty cool. So let's thank everyone for being here tonight. Of course, Kirby, thank you as always. It's always fun to hang out with you guys. Can you get, you want to give us a little spot? What's going on with uh, the new podcast? A 20 well, megabyte and on the 20 megabyte doctor who podcast as uh we've been doing for several years now we are going through every single story in order uh, in order and we are in the uh, 10th doctor now and um so are just, you are you guys going to do spinoffs and stuff i'm i'm encouraging it uh adam keeps going back and forth about it okay so i think i think we will eventually that's cool uh once once we reach the end of everything i can't see him stopping hmm. so we're either gonna start over again or or go into uh into spinoffs that's awesome. I, I don't i don't i don't want to do class <laughs> or... well who knows maybe there'll be new spinoffs for you yep, to do exactly one then. only hopes one only hopes awesome and mary thank you as always Oh, thank you. Always a great time talking to you guys. Anything you want to talk about with your artwork or anything? Well, you can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Excellent. And Mr. Mike, we made it through another one, my friend. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. And uh, just to follow up on something I said earlier, I did do the work and it looks like this was the first Second Doctor adventure I'd ever seen. Really? So it was nice to revisit it, and uh, it still holds up. That is awesome, Mike. Awesome. That is very cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'd love to hear from you guys. Feedback at earthstationwho.com. Of course, you know, if you haven't done it before, please subscribe. We definitely always need some subscribers. And if you feel generous tonight, five stars and a review would be even better, you know? <laughs> a lot of people say, oh, reviews, whatever. You know, we really love those because we hear what you guys are talking about and hearing what you guys think of us. We definitely would love to hear it. Until next time, my name is Mike Faber on behalf of myself, Mr. Mike Gordon, Kirby Batlett Sloan, and Mary Ogle. We will see you next time here on Earth Station Who. Peace, and please get vaccinated, folks. I want to see you in person and give you all hugs. That's it. We'll see ya. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.